My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. If we look at today's Gospel, one of the verses in the middle, Who do you think is that faithful and prudent servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food in the due time. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, shall find so doing. Amen, I say to you, he will set him over all his goods. What praise our Lord has for that faithful servant. And then I think about it. I'm not so sure I have a great love for responsibility. It's a lot of burden for myself, burden for others to take care of them, their sanctity, their holiness. And therein is the challenge. Do I find it a burden, Lord? Help me to really pray about this today. Let me take my faith more seriously with your grace, that so much can happen there even when you're working with little me. Annie Dillard, writer, says, There's always the temptation to diddle around in the contemplative life, making itsy-bitsy statues. There's always the temptation in life to diddle around, making itsy-bitsy friends and meals and journeys for years on end. It is all so self-conscious, so apparently moral, but I won't have it. The world is wilder than that in all directions, more dangerous, more extravagant and bright. We are raising tomatoes when we should be raising Cain or Lazarus. And she goes on, On the whole, I do not find Christians outside the catacombs sufficiently sensible of conditions. Does anyone have the foggiest idea of what sort of power we so blithely invoke? Or, as I suspect, does no one believe a word of it? The churches are children playing on the floor with their chemistry sets, mixing up a batch of TNT to kill a Sunday morning. It is madness to wear ladies' straw hats and velvet hats to church. We should all be wearing crash helmets. Ushers should issue life preservers and signal flares. They should lash us to our pews, for the sleeping God may wake some day and take offense, or the waking God may draw us out to where we can never return. Wow, what a challenge. How do I go from so often what I feel to this vibrancy and faith to what you call me to? Maybe today I invoke specially today's saint, Saint Monica, the mother of Saint Augustine. What a, a lot of reframing, as I would call it, came to this woman in grace. She was hit with plenty of challenges. Raised Catholic by Catholic parents in the fourth century, but who knows why her parents betrothed her to a pagan man, Patricius, a fellow with short temper, and he 
He didn't even let the three children born to their union to be baptized. Their son, Augustine, the oldest, one with so much gift, so much heart, however becomes a Manichaean. He has mistresses and longs for leaving the area to go to Rome for a bigger life where he can make more money and have more fame. And what does St. Monica come to in all of this? What's going on in life for her? Discouragement, being overwhelmed, feelings of helplessness, powerlessness. No, she reframes, as I can say it, with grace. Here is the opportunity to let God do the work while her doing a lot herself. The power of prayer. May we want to take it up that way ourselves. What can we do for those we love? What can we do when God's will is right in front of us? Invoke him. Pray. St. Josemaria says, Doesn't it fill you with joy when you realize that fidelity depends in a good part on us? It enthuses me to think that God loves me and that he has willed his work to depend on my correspondence too. And it gives me joy to be able to say to him freely, Lord, I too love you. Count on my littleness. And so there is the grace to be who we are, but with the power of prayer. And so our Saint Monica, who then continuing in prayer and vigil, fastings even, wins before his death the conversion of Patricius, the father, and even the querulous mother-in-law. She too converts to the faith. But there's still more challenge. St. Augustine heads off to Rome, and she follows him there, praying for him, praying for him. So many sacrifices. Before she leaves for Rome, she goes to the bishop to ask for his help. Help me. The bishop replies, God's time will come. Oh, but that's not enough for this valiant woman. She continues to push him. More insistence. He finally says, Be, Go now, go now, I beg of you. The son of so many tears cannot perish. And so the widowed Monica redoubled her efforts as she followed Augustine to Italy when he left home to continue his education and fame. Although Augustine tried to lose her on the way, she resolutely came after her brilliant but sinful son, first to Rome and then to Milan. All the while, she was pulling down favors from heaven by fasting and praying, as only a Christian mother can. Augustine, looking back on those days in the Confessions, his autobiography, remembers the rivers flowing down from my mother's eyes, by which, before God and in my behalf, she watered daily the ground beneath her face. Will you not grant this to me, Lord, the loyalty I ask of you, the loving loyalty to those whom you have entrusted to me, and the loyalty to my very self, if I could call it, that I am responsible for my own sanctity, and those around me, how they must depend on my struggling to love and to be an instrument of you, my Lord Jesus, what good you will do, how, with grace, you can make me into that wise and prudent servant who will give out what others need at the proper time, 
I feel myself so far from you, Lord, so far from being that one anyone can depend on, so much I flee from responsibility and its burden. One answer to the prayers of St. Monica was the friendship of a holy and gifted bishop, St. Ambrose, who came to admire Monica's devotion and easily won the trust and admiration of her son. Largely through his influence, Augustine was able to finally embrace the faith and desire to be baptized. His conversion had been a tremendous struggle. In the end, it was a voice from heaven urging Augustine to take up and read the scriptures, which broke his resistance and flooded his soul with grace. It was a grace won with Christ's blood and a mother's tears. Lord, where is my faith? Lord, where are my tears? Grant these to me as I ask them of you, a greater love for you and a greater love for those you have given me. Is my life harder than other people's lives? Is my time of history harder than other people's time in history? Hard to say, but Lord, you have given me this time, and you have given me a heart, and you have given me grace. Help me to take hold of this, and go to the intercession of this great saint, Saint Monica, a favorite of so many who feel themselves so little, so powerless, so helpless, and yet there is help in you in your great love for us, that you would use us as great instruments of your grace, that as I reframe the challenges and difficulties, Jesus, help me to see that you will do so much greatness through my littleness, that I may not see moment to moment, but moment to moment, help me to be close to you. Yes, help me to have these tears of love, tears of sorrow, and grant me, in confident prayer, the souls, the hearts of those whom I love, that they may come closer to you, even as I dare to say, Lord, bring me closer to you myself, that I might be your instrument of love in this world. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.